Oh my gosh, it has been so long. One eternity later. <laughs> We're back. We're back. It's been forever. Welcome to the Carpe Fide Podcast, episode 12 on Carpe Fide. If the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. Heck yeah. How you doing, Jess? I'm doing I'm doing better now that I'm not working overtime and we're through the holidays. And now just the rest of the world's on fire and now we get to commentate on it. <laughs> I, I too am glad that we've slowed the spread and everything's back to normal and people aren't ordering everything online and oh wait no all none of that's true absolutely nothing that i just said is true i am still quite busy but that's okay not quite as busy but uh but still very busy and um it's still not it's it's still not christmas so everything's much better you're not working six days i'm not working six days a week and that is fantastic um so i'm thankful i'm thankful and here we are we get to jump back into podcasting and uh, and hopefully offering up a resource uh, to help you and us together process what happens in culture from a Christian perspective. Well, it's it's good that we're back because uh, if you thought that the craziness would end in 2020, you were wrong. You have you were, you were so you, sadly mistaken. You've been duped. <laughs> The craziness continues. We are, well, as of the time of this recording, we are 29 days in, and it has been spicy. (laughs) That's a word for it. Oh. Um, Elections, (laughs) insurrections, stock market. There may have even been, at least least one time I heard that there may have even been an erection, so... I, I'm not sure what that refers to. <laughs> you don't know? I don't remember. No? Schumer on the Senate floor? Wait, he, he, he said that? Oh, yeah, he meant to say insurrection, but he, he actually didn't say... Said, oh, oh, yeah, he did not boy. say insurrection. That's the definition of a Freudian slip. No matter how many times I believe NBC it was, literally du- duped over him saying erection <laughs> and inserted insurrection. <laughs> um, but it's too late. He... <laughs> the regular the regular video is already out there for everyone to watch. Well, this is what happens when there's a lag between me leaving Facebook and joining Gab. I guess that happened in, in, in that in-between period. Yeah, you missed out on these that wonderful video clip. Man. I can't... Every time I watch it, I laugh. It's just absolutely hilarious. Maybe we should put in the show notes. I don't know. I need to see it first. I, well, once you see it, you can't see it, and you will <laughs> laugh every time you hear it. All right. Uh, so uh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do today? Our first day back. We're not going to talk about erections, because that is not the point of this podcast. So, that was definitely just a segue to say, what we're going to focus on today is... <laughs> no, it wasn't a segue at all. Yeah, that's a segue. No? I mean, not a good one. Oh, well, there can be bad, bad segues. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, so this is how the segue is. Normally, when you think of a segue, you think of a smooth transition, right? Like, you think of like... The smallest space between, like, when you're vacuuming, going from carpet to hardwood floor. You know, you don't really want a big bumpy ride. This Segway was kind of like you're driving on the top of a cliff, and to get to the bottom of the mountain faster, you veer off the cliff. That's how bumpy this Segway is. It's called a 2020 Segway, okay? <laughs> That's what it is, okay? It shocks you right back the, into reality. The distance between 2019 and 2021... <laughs> Is the 2020 segue. <laughs> all right. We, this is just us getting back into podcast form. Our goal tonight, all right, uh, is to cover 
three main things that have happened since we left you. All right. Now, for those of you that, that follow the podcast, we stopped podcasting. Jeez. Right before, right, right towards the end of October, we, it was our last one about whereabouts, I believe. Yeah. Um, so we missed all of November, all of December. We're at the 29th of January now. It's three months. We're doing just three topics from there. And we're going to try to keep it concise and compact. We want to bring two scriptures to bear. But in, in essence, they're addressing the same uh, particular topic. So the scriptures we're going to talk about tonight, applying them to to us in our state where not well i mean yes in the state of living in this cultural moment so we're gonna we're gonna speak these scriptures we're gonna talk about these three things that have happened um and and then we're gonna consider ourselves caught up uh, although we have barely scratched the surface obviously by my lack of knowledge of what's going on on the house floor the goings-ons that was the senate but yes <laughs> my, my apologies schumer's a, a, a senator Oh, yeah, He's a very right. small, very small man. He's diminutive, <laughs> tiny, tiny guy. Anyway, <laughs> diminutive. diminutive. The uh, the the big idea tonight will be the Christ, the Christian and government. How do we then live? So, our goal here tonight is to speak from a biblical view with these three things, major events that have kind of happened, and, and bring us up to speed at least somewhat culturally, somewhat governmentally, somewhat currently where we're at. The scriptures we're going to reference tonight, uh, and we will we'll, we're going to read them, talk about a little bit about them before we dive in, and then we'll be able to reference back at any time because we'll have laid that groundwork. The two scriptures we're going to we're going to reference tonight are First Peter two verses thirteen and fourteen, which is short, succinct, to the point, and then we're going to reference Romans thirteen one, but not just one, one through seven. Oh, it keeps going. Yes. It turns out, although, if you've been on the internet and you are a Christian and you, or you people that might know you are a Christian on the internet, they will probably have told you, you just need to live Romans 13, one out. And they themselves have never bothered to read beyond Romans 13, one, as if it was the sum total of all things Christians are to do as they interact with these civil magistrates. <clears throat> yes. I've, I found that Christians, <clears throat> Christians of a particular leaning are quote, trying to quote Romans 13 verses one and two. As a as a Christian way of saying, sit down and shut up. And uh, we just aren't really sure that that's what it's saying. Actually, we're we are quite sure, quite actually, sure that, that that's not, not what they're, they're saying. saying. <laughs> and uh, we, you can go back and check what a good biblical hermeneutic is uh, <laughs> a few podcasts ago when we covered. Yeah, gur- 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 <laughs> gurgle. No, what? Google Google hermeneutic. H e r m a n. You want to duck, duck, go it. Oh, you um, want to duck it, <coughs> duck it. That's right. That's what we say, <laughs> duck it. Okay, should we should we say duck, duck it? Is that better? I don't know. <laughs> wow. I'm going to read First Peter two thirteen through fourteen, which again, it's two verses. It's short. It's succinct, succinct, but it's it it is the like mini version of what Romans thirteen one through seven is saying. So I'm gonna read first Peter two, thirteen through fourteen. You're gonna read Romans thirteen one through seven. Yeah. See how I did that? I gave you way more verses. I did. I like but we'll that. pause and we'll talk and we'll we don't have to go all through blast through all seven. All I right? love reading scripture. Amen. <clears throat> so here we go. First Peter two thirteen through fourteen says this Submit to every human authority because of the Lord, whether to the Emperor as the supreme authority or to governors as those sent out by him. To punish those who do what is evil and to praise those who do what is good. That's it. Two verses, very succinct. 
you want a kind of an expanded role, all right? By the way, Peter himself, particularly in 2 Peter, but in 1 Peter, constantly alludes to the same work that Paul does. These men are not, uh, they're not in, in angst against one another. They actually are co-laboring for the gospel in different contexts together at the same time. So they're speaking in the same uh, cultural climate, all right? Obviously, there's always uh, geocentric issues that vary from region to region. But generally speaking, these men are speaking under the rule of Rome, what was at the time the known world. All right, so Romans 13, 1 through 7 is going to expand upon what 1 Peter 2, 13 through 14 says. <clears throat> but already, what I want, what you can pick up from 1 Peter 2, 13 through 14, generally speaking, right, is that if there is authority that a human has, it it is only because of the Lord. That's what it says in verse 13. <clears throat> Whether it's the emperor or a governor, it doesn't matter. It is because of the Lord that they have that authority. Now, the they have they also in that authority have a specific role namely to punish who does what is evil and praise those who do what is good that's the specific role they have from the lord to carry out all right that's that's a very generalized understanding of civil magistrate from the scripture right it's it's clear it's succinct but it's not what i would say is necessarily specific right it's more like a god He's more like, it's a guideline, really. It has been a long time since I watched that movie. Yeah, I don't know, man. <clears throat> anyway. Yep. Uh, so Romans 13 is the is the expanded version, the complementary version uh, from Paul, which says this. Paul writes, Let everyone submit to the governing authorities, since there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. So then, the one who resists the authority is opposing God's command, and those who oppose it will bring judgment on themselves. Now, that's where the verse gets clipped, and the period is there, and to say anything after that gets you, uh, you know, banned on Facebook. But, <laughs> it continues to say this. It says, For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Mm, Do, huh. hmm. Do you want to be unafraid of the one in authority? Do what is good, and you will have his approval. For it is God's servant, uh, yes, for it is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, because it does not carry the sword for no reason. For it is God's servant, an avenger that brings wrath on the one who does wrong. Again, there's the role. Therefore, you must submit, not only because of the wrath, but also because of your conscience. And for this reason you pay taxes, since the authorities are God's servants, God's servants, continually attending to these tasks. Pay your obligations to everyone. Taxes to those you owe taxes. Tolls to those you owe tolls. Respect to those you owe respect. And honor to those you owe honor. And that is Paul's expanded version of, uh, of, of 1 Peter 2. Um, dun, dun, dun. Right. Now... So now we, we talked about, well, we, we can briefly do this. I, I mentioned that that verse gets clipped at the end of verse, that, that section gets clipped at the end of verse two. Uh, sometimes they'll just throw one at you, right? True. And everyone submitted to governing authority since there is no authority except from God and the authorities that exist are instituted by God. And everyone says, see, you've just got to do whatever the government authority says. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but is that what this passage is saying? No. N- no. no. No, it is not. <laughs> um, because again, um, we, we go, we, the passage explicitly states that the purpose of the government, or, or rather that the role of the government is God's servant, an avenger that brings wrath on the one who does wrong, and, um, and if you do what is good, you will have its approval. So it's echoing that first Peter passage where it says, um, they are sent out by him to punish those who do what is evil and to praise those who to do what is good. Righteousness is the is God's standard that the government is supposed to uphold. That is clearly the role um, of of the government as given to us by God. Now, when you take that in con, when you take verses one and verse two in that context. Of course you submit to the governing authorities. Why? Because the governing authorities are to be patterning themselves by the righteousness of God. And they're to be ruling um, by by his um, standard. So, of course, if they're ruling in his standard, you are to submit to them. Because they are for your good, for God's justice. Um, and to judge those things that are um, not according to God's standard of righteousness and goodness and truth. But that's also to say that when the authorities are not governing within that scope of praising those who do good and being a terror to bad conduct, um, they're not operating in their God-given role, according to Romans 13, 1-7. And when they're not acting according to their role, um, what are we to do? Um, we have absolutely... Burn it all down! <laughs> Riot! <laughs> no, we have no obligation to follow unjust decrees. In fact, to follow an unjust decree would it's in and of itself be disobedience to God. Amen. Which is why there is that wonderful saying, you know who said it, but re- rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. Or defying tyrants is obedience to God. Maybe you don't know who said it. Someone's- TJ. Jefferson? Mm-hmm. No, oh, there you go. Uh, rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. It's um, disobedience. He's playing on obedience there. It's disobedience to tyrants I don't is obedience I don't to God. All right. You know what? I'm don't not, start with me. I'm not good at history. I, don't, I still don't really know what I'm doing. And um, I'm just kind of talking to Phil Space while you type over there. What, what what else? What what did I miss? What did I miss about that passage? Anything that we need to? Uh... Oh, sorry, I didn't know you wanted me to jump in. I, you're doing a fine uh... job. So, I I no, everything is great. I think what we miss is is this. Uh, there's just it's such a disingenuous arg- argument for us to start to start to think that we should always submit to the government. No, there's clear things where we we absolutely and historically do not submit to the government, right? I just I remember these three guys got thrown into a flaming hot furnace, mm. and I feel like they got thrown into the furnace, right? Because they were defying the government. Are you talking about Rack Shack and Benny? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the. No, I'm talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Lots more death happened in that story. <laughs> and also, thanks, Phil Vischer, for ruining everything in my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> but the songs were cute. The songs were cute. The songs were cute. But Phil Vischer's position on things are not cute anymore. Well, you know what? That's what happens when you make soft cartoons for soft people. Oh. You have soft truth and a oh. hard heart. Oh, oh no. No. I said it. Come at me, Phil. Oh. 
come on. All right. Let's not stop it. Everyone's like, who the heck's Phil Vischer? What are you guys talking about? Link in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> That's it. We can just reference. Link in the show notes. Jesse literally is tab- is keeping a tab of all the links he has to put into the show notes. These show notes will be excellent for you. <laughs> um, but... But what we have here is the clear, explicit realization that we do not simply willy-nilly, right, obey authority. Rather, we always submit to God. And we submit to governing authorities that are upholding the righteous standard. Yes. Of God. Yes. (laughs) Not the, their righteous standard, the righteous standard of God. That's who we submit to. Mm -hmm. We don't just submit. We submit because of God. Mm-hmm. All right. So that means when a governing authority were to would give you a, a rule or decree or edict that defies God's righteousness, you are not supposed to do the unrighteousness. Rather, you defy the government and follow God's righteousness. Mm-hmm. That is what we do, Christians. Right. That is what we have always done. Right. Right. I mean, the examples laid before us clearly. I mean, we could... I do not want to belabor the point, but I mean, Paul, Paul himself in his life and the, and the rest of the apostles all defied the government officials at various points throughout acts. I mean, you know, that's how they got imprisoned and beaten and stoned and eventually beheaded. Um, so or, let, boiled in, or boiled alive in or boiled oil and, and then exiled away to some, a uh, island. Saw some pretty cool stuff and visions and dreams. That's a whole other podcast. I mean, they would go to places. The people wouldn't like them. They would get sawn in two or dragged apart. Oh, okay. don't get speared. Yeah, speared. Speared, speared, spiked. Yep. Oh, it's spiked. What is it called when you, when you put your head on a rail? Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. It was just all sorts of crap. Bad stuff happened to him. All right. Um, usually in defiance of the governments that were in those particular areas, or namely Rome, the one over everyone. Mm-hmm. All right. So, dear Christian, um, let us understand that we we have a unique opportunity under the system of government that we live in. Yes. Additionally, we have a very pedestrian duty, and as far as Christianity is concerned, to uphold God's righteous standard. Not man's. That is that is what is pedestrian. What is what is unique is the fact that in this time in history we live in a constitutional republic, a democratically elected constitutional republic, and our constitution allows for our dissidents. All right, it allows for it in ways that well, what did not wasn't allowed for in the past when the civil magistrate literally was an emperor who just said off with his head. So, anyway. Now we get thrown off Facebook, whereas before they would get thrown off of, you know... Cliffs and such. (laughs) A small price to pay. A small, yeah, well... um, So we should be thankful for our unique opportunity, but we should also be ready to be very pedestrian Christians um, as we do the incredible act of rebelling against tyranny by honoring God and his righteous standard. It's never rebellion for rebellion's sake. We'll, We'll circle back around to all of this when we close, I think. Yeah, let's um, phew, let's just start talking about some of these things that have happened since we've been gone. Uh, how long have we been talking already? Uh, time is twenty minutes. All right, good. It gives us forty minutes. You ready? Ish. Let's do this. All right. Um, so the biggest thing that I think happened, Jesse, since uh, since we stopped our little podcast there for our, we'll call it our holiday hiatus. Um, was that whenever we... I hear the word hiatus, I just think of hiatal hernia. That's you just know, the, that's just that... the ER nurse in me just. 
Whenever I say hiatus, I never think of hiatal hernias. So well, um, now, now maybe now you may. No, I won't. The <laughs> uh, when we stopped recording, uh, Donald John Trump was the president of the United States, and um, now we uh, we have a different president. We have uh, Joseph. What's his middle name? R. Stalin. No. Oh, no. no. Oh, oh no. Oh. I'm sorry. Joseph <laughs> Biden. Stalin. Stop it. <laughs> we have uh, Joseph Biden as president. So the big thing happened in there was an election. Mm. Ooh, the election. The um, infamous election. And now here's where we have 72 different variations of conspiracy theories to unpack for you and tell you that you must follow us, grab your tinfoil hat, and I'm kidding. No, we're not doing <laughs> that. Nope. No. That is the thing that will not happen. <laughs> right. Um, but what we would like to... What I would Shameless like, plug for, <laughs> but is it true podcast oh but is it true that's correct always go back you can go back to listen to the but is but is it true podcast i want to say that's episode six wow you are putting a number on that i was not oh don't commit don't commit nope um uh but if you go back and listen to our but is it true podcast you have to uh always evaluate what you're hearing yes <sighs> okay so the election happened mm-hmm yes and uh, and then and then a bunch of other crap happened, mm-hmm. uh, both on election day and then in subsequent days, uh, until we people someone decided that we had uh, had enough election for one year and <laughs> would have a result. <laughs> so that's <coughs> pretty much pretty much what happened. And that was the slow march between the end of November and the beginning of January. <laughs> um, the the real. The real kicker, I think what's what's great to talk about here is, was there the possibility of fraud in our election? Yes. There yes. is always the possibility of fraud in every election. That is correct. Did you know that there was uh, much uh, fraud talked about in the 2016 election? Oh. Were, were there, were there some... Uh... Some varying opinions as to the validity of that election. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and then it was decided upon that there are many other actions they could go about to remove the president. Anyway, um, but yes, initially there was much fraud discussion in 2016 about the results of the election. Mm, it's okay. interesting, but but this year we had we had this, so so. And I, why do I say that? I say that to point out the fact that there is always opportunity in every election for fraud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shameless theological plug because of. Sinful man's heart. Dun dun dun. Always, always. Rears its ugly head. And honestly, uh, on 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 let's try again. And honestly, on small scales, um, election fraud is is a historic tradition um, Mm. throughout the course of mankind, um, and even in our own country. Uh, So we say that. Mm. um, We say that to say yes. Possibility of fraud was there, but what we have to acknowledge at the same time is more certainly elevated. That's the that's the kicker with this election that mm. makes it that makes it a little more oomph, a little more chutzpah behind the uh, potential fraud. Uh, in that we had a government uh, decide that no one could you know go vote. Right. Um, Thanks, government. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, government. But uh, so since no one could go out and vote. Um, we were subject to the, um, overwhelming, uh, and oft used phrase of, um, universal mail-in balloting. Mm. And, um, well, there's just one more layer in voting 
every additional layer of voting is another opportunity for fraud. Right. There's a reason we don't do it that way anymore. <laughs> yeah, why was that? Hmm. Well, now you can't even trust the machines. Anyway. The machines, the paper, you have to oh. have it checked. Could people see what was being checked? There's just a lot of discussion here. You gotta match the envelope, you gotta match the envelope with the ballot, then you get rid of the envelope. Should we have gotten rid of the envelope or should we have saved the envelope so that maybe if we needed to actually, you know, double check, you know, what was going on? Is there a valid address? Is it an invalid address? Does that person live in this state? Does that person live in another state? There's just a lot of questions that that come in and and here's what happens. And this is not a surprise. No one's, I'm not, this is not a conspiracy, all right? Government sucks. Yes. What government does, they they suck at. All right. So there's. It's not like we need to have a conspiracy to say. Let's see. If the government sucks at their DMV, right? Mm. Um. Then the chances of their voter registration roll actually being up to date, uh, slim to none. Very, very yes. Yeah, slim to none. Do states have to talk to other states about what's going on inside of their voter registry rolls? Uh, not exactly. You know, a lot of optionality there. And so what we have then is. No one's talking to anybody, and everybody's got old, outdated horse crab rolls, and we don't know who mm-hmm. lives where and who's voting for what and how many times. Yeah, it's if just... they're alive or not. I mean, there's there's many instances of undisputed discrepancies um, that occur with this faulty um, mail-in voting system. Now, there are ways to to increasingly shore up the mail-in voting system, which would wait, be wait, to wait, wait, wait. before we get there. That's the next point. Oh, right. my, my apologies. Isn't it? Say the next point. Possible fraud. Yeah, by, in, oh, yeah. Integrity. Yeah. Got it. So, so before we get there, the whole idea here is not to say, all right, what has been said so many times ad nauseum that the election was stolen. All right. What I am not telling you is that the election was stolen. You know why? I can't prove that. I can't prove that it was stolen. Because it turns out you do not need massive amounts or, or a... A massive voter fraud scheme. Rather, you need a whole lot of little teeny tiny voter fraud issues to equal a massive voter fraud scheme. But what I'm saying is there's enough discrepancy for us to safely say that there was most certainly a good probability. In fact, an increased probability over previous elections of election fraud. Right. That brings us, okay, to what I wanted to talk about a little bit here, Jesse. Election integrity. Right. So, what are you about to say? What are some ways we, in which do you think we could shore up some of these issues? Well, there are ways that, <coughs> that um, you know, there, there are ways of checking and double-checking your actual voter registries, ensuring that everyone that's voting is a, a legal resident, making sure that every ballot you're sending out belongs to an individual that resides at that address, ensuring that there are not multiple ballots being sent out to the same address for the same person, making sure that that person's still alive so that they can actually fill out the ballot appropriately. Um, And then there's, um, of course, all of the different rules and stipulations that go along with universal mail-in balloting, or mail-in balloting in general. You have to make sure that all of the rules are followed to ensure the proper chain of command for the opening of ballots, for the verifying the signatures and, and all of that stuff. All of those, every single point, and if... If it sounds overwhelming, it's because it is. There's a lot of different points where this could go wrong, and all of the points need to be shored up. Now, one of the major issues is that there are several states whose executive governors 
um, chose to to change the way that the balloting or the mail-in balloting was going to be actually happening, which is actually completely, as Rand Paul has pointed out over and over and over again and on the congressional floor, is not legal. It is unconstitutional. I like to refer to it as icky. It's icky. Yes, it is icky. Uh, hey guys, we gotta we gotta do something. So let's just do it now. And by the time you know they're allowed to challenge us, everything will already be over. And uh, you know we've gotten the outcome that we wanted. Um, you know that stuff is icky. There's there's and anybody who cares about justice should care about the way things are done, yeah. not just about the end result. Amen. Um, I'm sorry. Any, anyone that cares about what justice? That's a different podcast. Okay. <coughs> no qualifier there. Just no qualifier. Justice. justice. Capital J. Justice. Yes. So I mean, if I find out when you add a qualifier, it usually doesn't mean justice. It's not anymore. justice anymore. Uh oh. It ain't justice anymore. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can actually um, shore up election integrity that were just generally not taken among states who didn't really care, who wanted the largest volume of people voting. No matter what the rules were, no matter how trustworthy the ballots were, just the largest volume of people voting from the areas that they wanted um, to get the result that they wanted. Now, that's, of course, a, a mild bit of speculation. I'm judging a little bit of motives there. But the fact that it, ha- the fact that it happened and the fact yeah, that... Yeah, Mr. Mr. Dorsey, that was the, his name is Jesse Gruber. That wasn't Justin Gruber. I didn't, I didn't make the speculations <laughs> there, just to be clear. The platform before we even yeah, said that, that was that well. was Jesse Gruber. It's just uh, not, <laughs> not Justin. Jack, Jack, you got to help me, Jack. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I mean that's it's reading into the motives. But at the same time, why else would you do such a thing? What, why what else we would can you not safely say um, is sorry, that there sorry. are ways, right, in which <laughs> calm down over there. <sighs> there are definitely ways in which we can see. I was over this by the end of December. Now here I am. <laughs> Reliving opening wounds up again. The scars have not healed. Oh, it's, we uh, it's this whole podcast, so I better brace myself. Yeah, seriously, we have to uh, deal with the reality that there are things that can happen that can make elections more sure. And I think that's something that we need to look at over the next two years before we have um, uh, the midterm um, elections in 2022, because we need to know that we actually can trust the the election results that we have. Right. Um, well, why is that? I mean, not here in New Jersey. We can never. We, we no, it doesn't matter. No, no, it's all irrelevant. No, no, no. But in other states, where you know you might have a chance to actually have a fair and free election, we should. Uh, <laughs> we should definitely uh, make sure that we get policies in place, and they are simple ones. You know, it's it's just it's okay to have an ID and to check it and to vote in person and to uh, you know require these things to be done. It, those are okay, and those are each things that we have to deal with in our own states. Um, yeah, is there a role to play for maybe shoring up uh, red, red, voter registration roles and, and states uh, are being required to communicate those things? Um, maybe that the federal government can play? Yeah, sure. But honestly, states need to have their own elections. The reason we are the United States of America is because each state has its own sovereignty, and that's important. <clears throat> so anyway, yes, there may have been election fraud. Yes. We, uh, we need to shore up uh, election, election integrity, but ultimately what we have to do is uh, live now. We have to live with all this. Um, we have to live with the fact that there was, um, there may have been election fraud, that there was, there's a compromised integrity to the election process that we just went under, but that doesn't change the fact that, hey, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Um, and, and what does that mean for us? Well, 
We know. We, 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 we know that when we live, right, under a government, um, it can be illegitimate. Uh, throughout the course of biblical history, there have been legitimate and illegitimate governments. Uh, that doesn't change the fact that they are, are governing. The question is not for us, is our government legitimate or illegitimate? Um, yes, that has implications for me um, when I look at it uh, at a large scale. But on a personal scale, it doesn't change my call. Right? My call is to stand up for the righteousness of God. So is my illegitimate government going to allow me to um, to live the righteousness of God? Or is it going is it going to move in a way where it is not a righteous gov- righteous government? But rather an unrighteous government. Mm. That's that's I think the important question for us to answer. So how can we live with it? Well, one, you're going to have to, right? You're going to have to, um, unless things become so. The look. other option is quite grim. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, uh, unless you would like to petition for a redress of grievances, and upon that not being heard, you would like to petition yet again for a redress of grievances, and then you would like. Well, that's all going to require you to organize and centralize so that you can actually form a united front and then give your redress of grievances and then perhaps redress of grievances is met with um, well, angst and or uh, straight outright violence or uh, in which case you will have to take um, dissidents to another level but that's uh, that's a process that's a long process I, I don't think we're there I just don't think we're there yet right um, uh, I think I think <laughs> I think a lot more uh, would have to be obvious for me to understand that I think where the government is unrighteous though, uh, whether it's legitimate or illegitimate, we as Christians would stand up and say, no, 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 God's righteousness. Mm-hmm. God's righteousness first. That's what we live by. Yeah. Well, I mean, here, here's the question. Uh, did God accidentally lose his sovereignty over the past few months? That's a hard no. That's a hard no. I mean, hard no. God remains sovereign, and, and as long as God is sovereign, and as for, for as long as God has always been sovereign, and for as long as God will always be sovereign, Christians don't panic. Amen. said that before. Christians Amen. don't have the luxury of panicking when you panic your body freezes your mind freezes you do not think properly we are to be sober-minded the scriptures call us to be and so christians don't panic and we don't panic because we have a good god who's in charge of everything he raises up nations and he destroys nations and his people are at least now in the church age are among all of those different nations there are nations right now that have that have been cast down that christians are living in there are nations now that are rising up that Christians are living in. He has a global people um, under many different earthly authorities, and he has called us to live faithfully in all of them. Um, so God didn't lose his sovereignty, and Christians don't panic. But I think what you were saying, Justin, about you know the, the, proper, the proper response to all of this segues nicely, not as unto driving off a cliff, <laughs> um, into, our, into our next historical event that took place, um, with the Capitol protest and riot, I believe that was what January sixth. January sixth, the day that will go down, and well, at least it's a day that I remember. Right. I think should we call it the Boogaloo Light? I, th- I think it was like a Boogaloo Light. Not really. No. They, weren't really <laughs> they were really armed. No, you're not familiar with the. Oh, I am familiar. Okay. <coughs> just a coughing. Okay. Um. I I think what we could just call it is the uh, Capitol Hill protests, mostly peaceful protests. Isn't that what we're calling it? Mostly peaceful. It was mostly peaceful. <laughs> the whole time, I mean, for the great majority of people there were very, very peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and since that's what uh, that's what most of it was, that's just how I remember it, was just a peaceful protest. At least mostly. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I know you shouldn't make light of those things, but... 
uh, although it is it a was truce. so ridiculous that you can't help but if you don't make light of it then you have to take it seriously and there's absolutely no way that we are taking the fiery but mostly peaceful protest cnn uh what do they call that thing at the bottom the chiron the chiron seriously this is a very it's a mostly peaceful <laughs> protest everything's you know it's very there are some buildings behind me on fire but uh but but mostly it's uh it's, it's peaceful anyway the, the reality of what we what we need to talk about next that happened january 6th uh was a rally turned um to riot it was a rally turned riot that's what it was mm-hmm. and it, it's, there's no other way to say it. You don't call it something else. Um, we're, we are not opportunists here. Uh, we are Christians. And, and as a Christian, uh, the only opportunity I'm going to look for is the one that God opens up for me to speak his gospel and give him glory. Hey. Um, what I'm not going to do is, is try to foment or, or bend things to fit my narrative that I can therefore you know, applaud or, or demeanor Based upon you know what I think they should or shouldn't be, Dem- it's Demure? God's demure, demure, demure. demure. Yeah. Well, guess what? I speak English. I probably shouldn't start using other words, huh? No, that's fine. Thanks. Uh, the Capitol Hill <clears throat> event was initially a rally, and then it went real sideways. Uh, I listened. I've listened now to four or five uh, recountings. From people that were at the Capitol Hill riot slash protest, um, and and they were there genuinely to protest, and they did not participate in the riot. Um, I, we've also had the opportunity. I think every all of us now have had opportunity to see many of the much of the footage, and to watch interviews from people who actually participated not just in the protest but also in the riot. Um, they were different people. Mm-hmm. They were different people, and here's the reality: it's it's been the same uh, since June in our country. That a protest happens, and and so many protests are are perfectly fine. They are mostly, if not entirely, peaceful, mm-hmm. as but, as they should be under correct. under our constitutional which, which law. are which are are good and right. Mm-hmm. Right? It is it is perfectly good to protest our government in a peaceful lawful and even at times unlawful way mm-hmm. you can peacefully protest unlawfully and most people don't realize that there is a way to peacefully protest unlawfully mm-hmm. uh, by by specifically um, purposefully trespassing and saying I am purposefully trespassing I know you have to arrest me this is what I'm doing on purpose and giving yourself to the authorities to be to be handled in justice this is a form of protest that has been used in other countries and throughout the course of history, right? Or, uh, I am going to protest. Well, we're not going to give you a, um, we're not going to give you a permit to protest. Well, I'm going to protest peacefully anyway, right? This is an example of unlawful peaceful protest. These things are legitimate. Well, they're unlawful for that local civil government. They're not unlawful per our... Well, I guess it depends on where they're being held. If they're held on public space. Anyway, I'm unlawful sorry. is unlawful, right? But unlawful does not mean that it is not peaceful. Or, or unrighteous. Or unrighteous. Absolutely not. So so here's what I'm saying. Uh, the, the vast majority of people that were at that, they did not participate in the storming, as many people have called it, of the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what they did. Uh, I, I don't like the idea of 
I don't know. I don't. I haven't done enough nuancing the word storming, um, but but I feel like it, it requires some sort of intent. And and most of what I saw um, was not a lot of people that had any idea what the heck they were doing. <laughs> I just had no dang on idea. It, it was chaos. And the, and the, um, and that's that's where you get to debunk that it was a coup. It was not a coup. That's not what a coup is. It's not. It's. I mean. I guess depending on where you get your word insurrection, but it, it really wasn't that. It was it was angst, chaos, riot. It was yeah, absolutely, and 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 that is that is to say, that's what our whole life has been since June, right? Large mm-hmm. people come together, and sometimes you're watching to see, oh, is this going to be a peaceful protest or is this going to be a riot? That's the question. Now, it turns out, most of the time, a peaceful protest can turn into a riot. And guess what? Most of the people at the peaceful protest, they weren't there rioting. However, that's what you remember. Mm-hmm. And you have to be careful. So, so then, then, <clears throat> then we, come, um, we come to the idea. Well, what's wrong with riots? Because we've been told, right, for six months that rioting, right, is the voice of the unheard. Mm-hmm. And and so so now we have people judging a riot as evil that had previously judged riots as good. So uh, I just want to take a, a just a, a varied stand on that. Um, yeah, when when the only thing that changes is the political party of those doing the the thing, and therefore it flips your stance, you're not being consistent. Correct. And, and it's important. You, you have to be consistent. See, because here's the thing. Like, personally, I would much rather people... Hmm. I, mean, I, think I can say it out loud. I think it's far more justified <laughs> for the capital to be stormed than for personal people's businesses to be burned throughout the summer. I think there are far more guilty politicians than there are guilty small business owners in, across America, whose whose places of business have been now, destroyed. now, now, you poor Calvinists, okay, you piss poor Calvinists, <laughs> you know that every small business owner is just as unrighteous as every politician. Uh, uh, of of course, of course. Don't forget on, on your the, tea on, on the base on the Don't base. Don't forget your tea. <laughs> of course, unto self. In, in our soteriology, <laughs> I would never disagree, but but the idea is that politicians, honestly, as the as the ones who have garnered far more power <laughs> than they ever should have uh, under our form of government um most assuredly are are the ones mainly responsible for the majority of our ills aside from that t that total depravity um, <laughs> well, i mean i would point out i would point out it's just a very simple simple calculation um the the it's the people's house, okay? So, I mean, if the people bring down the people's house, at least the people were, you know, it's the people's house, so. It's the people's house. Right? I mean, like, so let's be, let's be, let's be clear here. I mean, right. it's different than uh, Joe's Bar and Grill. I mean, that's, that's Joe's. Right, yeah. That's, that's not mine. Agreed, yes. That, <laughs> that, that was Joe's Bar and Grill. Wonderful, it's wonderful, wonderful one to way. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's in the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, my tax, my taxes, no, you know, that, they don't go to Joe's. Bar and Grill. That, right. Now my my ten dollars might go to Joe's Bar and Grill if he makes a, a nice Negroni, you know, or he mm. has a he has a, a, a real nice uh, top shelf tequila. Then then maybe he could have my money. But that's not a tax. Right. That's right. an exchange, that's a of free exchange of goods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, 
Uh, as far I understand as, what you're saying. Yeah, as far as what to storm, I would much rather people storm our government buildings when they're upset than... Yeah, you know, and I appreciate know, not burning things down. I do, I appreciate that, okay? Yeah, I mean, that's you always know, a good I day when things are you should avoid burned. vandalizing people's things. That's yeah. just wrong. Rioting is wrong. Right. Here's what we can do. I'm going to be consistent. Well, wait, wait, wait. Can I finish my thought? Okay, can I finish my thought? Because okay, I would rather that happen. Yes. But it's still... It, in this ah, instance, it was ah, still wrong. Ah, yes. I, it, I call both wrong. Amen. Uh, so, so it, in that sense... While I might find one more justified, that doesn't mean that it was actually righteous. Correct. Unrighteous is what it was. Right. Right. And so Lawlessness. Cons- right. And so consistency... And here's the thing, right? If I'm going to be a just Christian, if I'm going to be not just a Christian, but a just Christian, I want to be impartial. Well, it's in your name. Hey, it is in my name. Just, <laughs> just is in, in my name. Um, so... If I'm going to be impartial, what I'm going to say is rioting is wrong over there. It's also wrong over here. Why? Because rioting is wrong. Right. right? It is disorderly. Um, it is inflamed with passion. It is not sober-minded, generally. That's per, per, by definition. By right. definition. Um, and and it is, it is um, unlawful. Um, unrighteous and unlawful. Which would make it out of bounds. Right. Which is why we say, no. No. Redress some grievances if you've got that much concern. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what you do. We destroy arguments. Yes. We do not... We, we're not going to... We're not going to unruly... Tear down the cap. Unruly. 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 Oh, Scoob. <laughs> so, rioting is wrong. Um, but here, we wanted to ask a quick question. Let me just throw this in there. Worst case scenario, all right? You're a Christian, and you find yourself stuck in a protest turning riot. What do you do? Well, as someone who went to a lot of metal concerts, um, you know, if you find yourself too close to the mosh pit, you know, generally what you do is you grab the teenage girl next to you, shove her in, and then... Take her space. Then and take her space. And move back. Like, and like then you just Homer keep... Simpson into the bushes. Pull up over. And then eventually, you know, the lead singer, they realize someone's being trampled. Oh, stop, stop the mosh pit. Stop the mosh pit. Then you can exit a lot better. A lot faster. So that's not what you do. Uh, what? No. So there's a couple of things, and it's really, really important scenarios. Why did parents um, let their kids go to that? Uh, <laughs> mosh pitting? <laughs> Those concerts? Well, you know, hey. The real thing is not why did parents let them kid, their kids go, is why did parents not realize that mosh pits were a thing? Oh, why didn't they teach their kids to not go to mosh pits? Boy, well, what a terrifying... I, 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 was, I was a scared kid. I, I did not partake in any of that. I was like... It's oh, so funny, I'm because you were, you, were, you were always a, a large I'm, kid. I'm a big guy. I mean, yeah, I wasn't kid. even one of the big guys, like, you know, making sure the little girls didn't get caught. I was just like... Yeah, you're in a headlights, like, please don't get... Nobody push me. Nobody push me. Why am I right on the edge? Nobody push me. <laughs> so, so what you do... So many okay, drugs. Here's some, things, here's some things to consider. One, um, what a Christian should do is the righteousness of God. We should always be for his glory, right? His glory is our good. So you have a couple of questions to answer. One, did you bring your family to a peaceful protest that's turning into a riot? Mm. Um, you need to get your family uh, away from the riot. Primo. Uh ASAP, um, and 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 so so number one, if you're a if you're a father, if you're a mother, the, no, get get them get those kids out of there. Make sure everyone is safe. Um, did you come? Did you come uh, by yourself? Are you a are you a 
a man or a woman that is is by yourself at the uh, peaceful protest turn turn riot, um, then I think you, you're confronted now with what righteousness looks like in a few ways. Um, here's the way in which you cannot react: partaking in the riot. <laughs> if we haven't been clear on this, that's unrighteous, right? So what would then be righteous, all right, is not so don't partake in the riot. Rather, what we should seek to do is. If you sense your peaceful protest is beginning to turn riotous, okay, do everything you can to quell any riotous actions, okay? You want to be stopping people from rioting. Particularly, are you a man without a fa without your family there and in a position where you can say, we will not do this, okay? Then do that. Stand and stand strong and stand firm. And meet with defensive force, whatever you need to, so that rioting doesn't happen. Right? I'm not saying you can stop it. If you can't stop it, then you're left with your final alternative. To do as best you can to get as many people safely away from the riot and not participate in the riot, making sure you leave safely and peacefully as you are protesting. Hmm. How's that sound? Sounds fair. Yeah? Good worst case scenario? Always good to talk about these things, okay? I mean, worst case scenario is you die. But I mean, you oh, know. oh my gosh, no, we're gonna go. No, I mean, yeah, I guess, but we're gonna try to avoid that one. You were a little dark there. But is it though? That's another podcast. Oh no, is it? Anyway, uh, we are at forty-five. Well, forty-five plus minutes. So fifteen minutes left. We gotta hurry quickly. Um, the last thing I want to talk about briefly is uh, so having walked through the election, okay, and then the confirmation January sixth. All right. Um, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about Mike Pence, uh, but Mike Pence is—he's pretty boss. Mm -hmm. He's a—he's a pretty solid dude. Here's what I knew. Here's what I knew going into January sixth. Okay, tell me. I knew that going into January sixth, yeah. Mike Pence wasn't going to do anything that he did not think was allowable to his conscience, and I respect that. Yeah, Amen. That's true. That's a good truth. And I respect that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we go through it from the election. We had some—we had some questions. Talked about how we can live through that. We talked. We've talk, now addressed the Capitol protest. Turned riot, okay, in which we have addressed clearly what, that what riots are and what they are not, namely unrighteous, and they are not righteous. All right, that brings us to now what we are currently in, um, and that would be um, the Biden administration, which I want to say, as in Hamilton, when they do the Adams administration, welcome, folks, to the Biden administration. No, that wasn't even close. Right. Any Hamilton Additionally, I like, I still do. You know, I've never, never, seen, never seen or heard Hamilton. A disappointment, a pox upon your house. Oh, you know, not the first time. Won't be the last. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, you'll enjoy it. Having watched your Adams, um, John Adams. Yeah, yeah, having watched that series, you'll enjoy Hamilton. Mm. It'll be good. You know? Do you know who plays uh, Hamilton in that John Adams? Do tell. Series? The bad guy in uh, the Patriot. The slick black hair? Yeah. Slick back hair. Oh, oh what's his name? He's such British a weasel guy. looking. I don't know, but he still looks like a weasel. Mm. But, yeah. Mm. That was hard for me to watch. Mm. I mean, he didn't play the greatest character in John Adams. Mm. He was kind of butting heads. But yeah. Anyway, yes. ideologically. Well, but anyway. Jefferson lined up, and they were opposed by the Federalists, which would have been Hamilton. So, yeah. so uh, but yeah, the Biden administration, we're only a couple weeks in, and we, boy, do we have executive orders and confused cabinet members. No. No, no, I said that wrong. My history of friends are going to beat me up. Um, I believe Hamilton was a Federalist, wasn't he? Yes, Hamilton's a Federalist, and so was Adams. Adams was also a Federalist. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. but they had a, a pretty significant falling out. 
um, and and you would have had Madison and Jefferson together on the other side being Southern Democrats, hmm. Democratic Republicans, Southern Democratic Republicans was their full name. Anyway, <coughs> sorry, sorry. That was a history geek thing. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to say that wrongly. Yeah. So, I apologize. So we are thirty executive orders deep. We are uh, <laughs> so deep. I cannot so, even see the top of, of the container in which I am in. Where the I don't even remember how our also. government's supposed to work anymore. <laughs> I, don't think I, I just know how it's not supposed to work, and this is the way that it is not supposed to. As work. a matter of fact, Joe Biden told us that this isn't how it's supposed to work. Just last year in his debates, didn't he? Yeah, he did kind of... I think he said that it would be kind of tyrannical. Whoa! If you were to rule by executive order fiat. Uh, it's okay. You don't, you don't remember. But anyway, so we wanted to talk about some of his cabinet picks as well as some of the executive orders or at least the executive order uh, I believe what, concept. What so what do we have? 37 as of January 21st? Well, is that what I'm seeing here? I don't know. It's, it's definitely over 30. 100% over 30. That is not great. Also, can, well, you know what else is not great? His press secretary. Man, she is sleepy. Just like him. Oh. Um, sleepy Zacky? Oh, I watched this awkward clip of her today trying to circle back to something. Is that, which is to say you watched any clip with her in it? No, 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 no. She, she she's literally, she's like, she's like, oh, I wanted to, I wanted to circle back with you on that. I have some stuff. And it's literally like a good solid 20 seconds of her shuffling through this giant binder she never finds it. That's unfortunate. It is. I felt it's not really her fault. bad. She didn't for put her. the tabs in. Somebody was supposed to put the tabs in. I don't know. I feel like it is her fault, though. Oh, uh, maybe. When you're the one in front of the camera, you don't say you have something and then not have it. Yeah, that looks bad. I agree. The whole dang thing. Looks all bad. right, so we're on the bottom administration because. Oh, excuse me. That's just so rude. Edit that out later. You're, you're a professional. Uh, I am. That is my number one priority. All right, thank you. I, I wrote it down. <laughs> you did not. You're lying. <laughs> I can see the pen. They didn't know. The Biden, the Biden administration is where we live now, and that's why it's important to talk about. Right. Um. So he has he has selected a, an interesting group of people uh, to to be his cabinet. <laughs> I say interesting because it doesn't feel like. Here's what I'm thinking. If I was to think that voting for Joe Biden was going to bring stability and unity to the country, I look at the people that he's putting around him and I think, not so much. Hmm. For, because, for, for, for instance. Or, for instance. Or, or, for instance? Or why? Why, why do you say All right, that? so I'll give you an example. All right. Um... Let's pick, uh, I'm looking, let's just go look at some names here. Let me get the dude's name. Javier Becerra, okay? He uh, is the Secretary of Health and Human Services, previously serving, uh, well, I guess until he's confirmed currently. I don't know if he's been confirmed yet or not. Uh, as the California Attorney General. Now, as the California Attorney General, he has done, he has made great strides in enabling, um, the the abortion movement in California, mm-hmm. and in fact prosecuting against the the pro life movement in California. Oh, he was he was involved in the Daladin. Yeah, Daladin, Daladin, Daladin. Yes, he was. Oh boy, was he! And and that's a that's a problem for me because that 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 that's a that's a big that's a big red flag because it's not like he's in charge of anything legally. He's actually in charge of health and human services. That would be 
That would give me some concerns. I feel like the abortion takes away the health mm. of the baby. It also really doesn't have a high view of human. Hmm. Mm. But you know what? What? Planned Parenthood definitely views it as a service. Yeah. Oh, mm. boy. Okay. Yes. A service mm. to their bottom line. Oh, boy. Um, anyway. So, but, uh, I mean, just picks like that, They just they, what they tell me is that we're, we're, we are going back to government the, uh, the way it always is. Where we're just going to give political insiders their positions inside of government um, to appease uh, the various factions in which that we need to, you know, repay for their services to us to have gotten us to the position that we are in. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of this screams unity for the country. It's, welcome it's, to Gotham. <laughs> welcome to Gotham. It is not unity for the country. Um, Gina Raimondo, um, from, uh, who's going for Secretary of Commerce, she was previously the governor of Rhode Island. It was bad. <laughs> it is bad. Now, Secretary of Commerce, right? One of the things she did because her, 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 uh, Rhode Island government was in such the crapper, right? She couldn't get any money. She couldn't raise jobs, right? So she decided to start taxing interstate commerce, particularly tractor trailers, extra heavily to pay for the huge deficit her incredibly tiny state has, right? Is that even legal? It wasn't. She's actually gotten... They actually sued her for it. Currently, there are lawsuits against Rhode Island because of it. These are, I smell pardons coming, and I think Joe Biden does too. <laughs> these are the kinds of things where I become concerned. Let's not even mention Janet Yellen. She's in all sorts of hot crap right now with her connections to Citadel and the connections to the oh, GameStop thing. That's, that's going to be... Thank you, Reddit liberals, for oh exposing the establishment. We appreciate you. It is going to go. It's just not going to go. It's going to go poorly. Not to mention her husband, also interestingly enough, is also, I believe, involved in yes. economics. Yeah, and he has an interesting... Uh, he has some interesting work. I believe he won the Nobel Peace Prize in economics, if I'm not mistaken. I have oh, to go the alum's up for it this year, so. You have to go back and check. In economics? Well, no. The Nobel, okay, the one, Nobel Peace Prize. One of the Nobel Peace Prizes yeah. that they give out for everything that they're meaningless anymore. anymore. It's a very interesting. Um, I feel like that's something It's more like a redefinition of terms. I feel like if you win that, you kind of use it as a paperweight at this point. You know, uh, it's just like, I, you know, in your office. I like the windows open, so I use my Nobel Peace Prize to hold down these papers here so they don't fall over. You know, I, just, I can't lose these papers, so. That's what I use it for. Oh, man. I use um, a tissue box until it's too empty and then it just blows around, too. So, we, there's just, there does, what it does, what I'm trying to say is, it doesn't feel like he's trying to unite us. Hmm. It feels like he's just playing politics the way it's always been played. So, the whole unity bit feels a little off to me. Yeah. That, I mean, he, he's conflating uniting his base or pandering to his base with unity. Uh, and you can't really, you, you have to have both sides. To unify, um, or else you just you know remain divided and further divide. And now here's here's the thing: I don't care. I, I I it's not that I expected him really to do anything other than this. What I mean is, don't tell me you want unity. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what just, I mean. So I don't mean to sound like some sort of Homer. I, I expect. I, I almost would expect nothing less of a, of a politician who's been in politics for the past 50 years. I didn't expect it so quickly, but yes, no. I mean, nothing is completely unexpected. Perhaps as quickly and as deep. Yes, that is questionable. But but given his history. I would expect this, right? Yes. The Biden administration has come on heavily and deeply. Oh, hot, hot and heavy. It's been so hot, so heavy, very deep. <laughs> I feel like we need to get Delilah from that radio station on here. This is Delilah at night. How are you? <laughs> oh, no. The Biden administration's gotten so hot and heavy. This goes out <laughs> to you, Janet. 
Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no! Who's Janet? How dare you? But um, uh, but no, but I I I I agree with that. I I don't think that uh, it's completely unexpected. But at the same time, he's when you when you lie to someone's face, you expect them to be just dumb, and we're we're not dumb. I think that that's that would be a, a mischaracterization, and what that does is it makes the frustrated people turn into angry people, I think, is one of the things. But anyway, we don't have to talk about that. Um, so let's just go cover a couple of the executive orders. One that he just recently did, I believe this was yesterday, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yesterday he he did, in fact, repeal uh, the Mexico City policy. Shame. Um, which is a shame because it's bad enough that you use my money to pay f- to kill babies here in um, in America. But um, at least the Mexico City policy stopped non-governmental organizations overseas from getting my money and also killing babies. Um, but no, now, we, as, as is common with most Democratic uh, presidencies, the Mexico policy is, in fact, um, reversed. And, and that's fine. Um, I mean, Bill Gates didn't need a lot of help sterilizing all the uh, black and brown women overseas. Uh, or oh. murdering all the black and brown babies, but since you know you're gonna oh, give him no. this, now he's got extra help. So oh, he boy. thanks you. He thanks you, Joe. And you know what? This 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 circles back around because that that was that was an executive order signed by President Trump. Now President Trump had that the had Republican Senate and Republican Congress for the first two years of his term. Now that could have been codified into law. And I I have to look up the year, but. Uh, but it was passed in the Republican-led House in, I forget what year. Ooh. You're going to duck it right now? Oh, I'm going I'm to duck, duck it. Duck, duck, go, baby. Duck, duck. <laughs> duck, duck, go. Oh, man. We should, do a, we should do a podcast on privacy. Oh, my gosh. I have to figure it out first. I need a new computer. What what do you what, I I you know like you know I can't do two things at once. Uh, I was I was saying we should do a podcast on privacy once I you know figure, figure it all out. Dude, you're like so far into this whole idea of trying to actually pull yourself away from all this of all of, um, the the just incredible overreach of <laughs> of tech. Well, it's got to start um, somewhere. I don't know, man. Alaska's a big state. We could we could just go there. And just... Oh, I can't find it. The House definitely passed it, and then the Senate did not, although there was Republican-led majorities in both. Oh, bummer. Well, that's yeah. that's that's to their shame. Yes, yes. Much to their shame. Much to their shame. And see, that's, that, is a, that is something that we can easily say the government is being, is acting outside of their scope. Well, first off, half of the things that our current government does acts outside of the scope of handling uh justice and rewarding uh or uh judging injustice and and praising justice um you know as far as you know foreign policies with funding funding outside organizations for abortion for instance but regardless even so um that that's an unjust decree to say that other organizations are allowed to do that. It's an unjust decree saying that any organization inside this country is allowed to do that. That is a unrighteous decree, and no person should obey that regardless. But, of course, there's money to be had, so people are. 
And they will be judged boy, and held accountable. Boy, are they. Um, I do not want those things to be held accountable. And and why 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 do we why do we mention this? It sounds like you're just doing political commentating at this point, um, you guys. And I thought you guys were supposed to be doing um, cultural uh, and topical issues from a Christian worldview. Yeah, absolutely. We're supposed to do it from a Christian worldview. Here's here's what I need you to understand. Are we wrapping this? Are we wrapping we are. this up? We're, we're, oh, moving, we're, moving, we're moving to wrap up. Now, I did, I I could barely even see that segue. So, so good, good it was. It was so good. I thought I was just stammering for a minute there. So I was so glad you thought it was good. Well, anyway, we'll let the people decide. Um, <laughs> what what do these these cabinet picks and EOs have to do with the biblical worldview? Mm. Well, to bring it back in, all right. These I don't expect to be united with Joe Biden on his political policies because my political policies are not governed by Republican or Democrat. My political policies are governed by the righteous hand of God. Oh. All right? And so when my political policies are governed by my righteous hand of God, here's the reality. I am a citizen of God's kingdom. If I'm going to live here as also as an American citizen, guess what I'm not going to seek to affect? I'm not going to seek to affect the American citizen's righteousness. I'm going to seek to affect the kingdom of God's righteousness. That's what I need to affect even as an American citizen, right? So I, I stand against Biden in a lot of the things he does, not simply because there's some sort of pragmatic political position, but rather because I want to uphold God's righteous hand. That's my, that's my, that's my whole point in being, mm-hmm. right? And so the, the more we equate our reality that we are citizens of the kingdom of God, that there is a path that leads to God's throne paved with the, with the, the destroyed enemies, bodies, right? That, that he is victorious king. That if mm-hmm. you would like to stand in opposition to him, you don't stand a chance. Yep. He rules and reigns. That's the kingdom. That's the king I serve. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's the king I serve, then I have to look at these cabinet picks and these EOs critically so that I can understand what, what temporal administration, civil magistrate, am I living under. Now, more importantly than even these national governments are what's happening inside my local construct. Mm-hmm. Everyone that is a Christian should know what's happening inside their local government. Here's a question, Christian. A question that I ask myself, and I, I still have yet to do the proper diligence. Um, fail! Yes, but I wanted to be transparent. Fair. Um, but fair. how many of you know the names of your mayors and your councilmen and women? That, that's the only question I had. Because I, I think that I could keep going. How many of you know the them? name of your municipal clerk? Do you call her often enough? Do you call them often enough? Now, now I'm horrible with names. What if I, I know them and they know me and they know my name, but I don't know theirs? Uh, I feel like you should learn their name. I feel like that's kind of ignorant, but but I, I see what you're but trying to say. But, we're very but you're involved. We're but very you're involved. friendly, and they like me. That's that's good. Little, I think that's good. I think that's little do they know that if I was Ron Swanson and I had a position inside the park department, I would totally destroy the government from the <laughs> inside. No, <laughs> I think what you I think what you heard was that I want a lot of bacon. I I asked for all of the bacon. <laughs> I think I think I have the wrong menu. <laughs> These are you served me something. You served me food. My food eats. <laughs> all right, all right. That's, we've digressed. The call that I think we need to understand as as Christians, when we're going to, if we're going to live under one a government that we have questions about, right? If you're a person 
whether you feel if you feel that the government is is illegitimate, then that's going to cause you to have pause. Now, let's say you're a Christian that lives under what you feel is a legitimate elected government. All right. That may not cause you pause. However, if you're going to live as a Christian under that government and you realize that it is going against the righteousness of God. All right. You need to focus on that. Now, if you're, you're already going to be a little worried if you believe um, that the government is illegitimately in power and additionally, they're going against the righteousness of God. Right. So so we need to work together in the righteousness in the righteousness department. Right. And if the righteousness department is going off kilter, then there is a call that we must have to bold Christian dissent, bold Christian dissidents. That's what we must do. Right. We must be dissenters. Right. And we can, we need to use all of the avenues of dissent that are available to us to do so. Now, that will take um, the biggest priority for us uh, in our local context, are our local communities um, where we spend most of our time reflecting the righteous call of God. And, and if they're not, what are we doing to affect those? Are we going and meeting as the churches of God? Are we, are we engaging with our, our lesser magistrates that are over us? And if we're not, then shut up because you're not following what the righteousness of, of a citizen of heaven would be called to do. So get out there, get active, be a Christian dissident against the unrighteousness and be a Christian dissident for the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. That is what our call is. Yep. And I mean, uh, the, we, we live in such a unique time where we actually have a voice in our in our civil authorities most of human history has not been that way um but it was simpler right <laughs> do you this. you do this i will not do this uh time to the stake and shoot him or burn him i don't care just kill him <laughs> you know um, simpler time back then <laughs> but but we so so i i mean well one of the things i, I did want to circle back <laughs> oh, no. i did want to <laughs> forever tainted um that wasn't long. <laughs> um, forever what now? Forever, forever tainted. I said that wasn't long. It's only been two weeks. Oh, did you say? Did you say something about uh, uh, hernia? No. Oh, I'm sorry. I got no. confused there. Good. Carry on. No. Hypatia. Uh, no. No. Okay. I'm sorry. That was earlier. Hiatal. Oh gosh! Don't say that. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> You're circling back now. Oh, it's very tainted. I don't know how to not say it if I don't know <laughs> what it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, so for instance, Bi- Biden's uh, Biden's message of unity, I have no problem with. Unity is fine. So First Timothy two two mentions that that we are to pray uh, for kings and all who are in high positions that we may lead a peaceable and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Now, doesn't that sound great? Yeah. Doesn't that sound great? And I think for a lot of our American history, that's been true. Amen. Not anymore. Right. Um, so so I, I, I would support a message of unity. I think that there are things that we in our country can unify against or for, for instance, hedge funds and, and, and corporate directors who are acting in an ungodly and evil way. Yeah, careful which short, just careful which stocks you short, okay? Right, and right, don't right. tell the people. Jeez, don't let the people find out. But, um, 
But so I have no problem with the message of unity. It's that it's that we must unify around the things that are good and godly. Amen. Do not expect me to unify. Do when not expect you. Do don't expect me mix. Don't expect me to unify again around things that are ungodly, sinful, and wrong. Amen. I will not unify around them. I will unify around what is right, and you should too, government leader. Um, as per your call, because you will be held an account for the things that you lead the people in. And that is a heavy, heavy load. Examples um, which of... Which is why we must pray for them. Right. Which Correct. is why we must pray for them. I, I, I saw I, I saw so many people posting, you know, prayers of, of this and that, uh, you know, against Joe Biden, harlot this, you know, destruction this, but... Or, or, or even even some, some in Big Eva, you know, praying for him. May he lead well. You know, may he just do such a great job. Well, his fundamental positions are, many of his fundamental positions are against what God would say. He will, he should not do well in that. And so in those instances, we must pray for him to repent. Yeah, if you because want to get... <laughs> repentance is the yes. thing that we should desire of yes. all men. Yes. He needs to repent unto salvation. Amen. Because I don't, just like all Protestants aren't saved, all Catholics aren't either, but he's not even a very good Catholic. Yeah. So, so he needs, we need to pray for divine providence to guide his hand and to open his eyes so that he may become saved and become a righteous leader, become a righteous ruler, have his heart changed uh, and his eternal, his eternal perspective completely turned around. That's what we should pray for, for Joe Biden. A simple prayer for Joe Biden is, is just this, that, you know, Lord God, may you, may you grant Joe Biden wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, and may you grant him success where he is protecting the freedoms of his citizen. But Lord God, may you grant him complete failure where he is seeking to destroy them. Yeah. And that's 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 a simple prayer for every president. True. Right? Um, if a president is seeking to destroy the freedoms that we have that are God-given, then we should pray for his complete and utter failure at that. We should pray. We should pray for his complete and total catastrophic failure, that it may look foolish to anyone who would think to try it again. Um, so it's as simple as that. Um, we want him to be wise, and we want him to uphold the God-given freedoms uh, that that we have established in our country. Yeah. There's... So here's. I just wanted to. What are some examples of Christian distance? Simply, right? How about one? Or if you if you're not supposed to go to church, and if your magistrate, civil lesser magistrate, is telling you you shouldn't go to church. You go to church. Find a church that's open, attending in person, and get your freaking butt in a seat. Mm-hmm. Give to it, support it, pray for it, go to every meeting you can. Yeah, be an active member of the body because I can tell you what, if you think you love God but you don't love his church, uh, you're lying. Mm-hmm. You're lying, to, lying yourself to yourself and to your Lord. You got that hood pulled right over your eyes. That's right. And how should you love God? Exactly. How should you love your church? Just like you're supposed to love your God, giving your life to it, yep. caring for it in that way. So I'm just going to say that to you right now. There's a, there's easy Christian dissidence right there. Mm-hmm. Be a Christian dissenter. Yep. Another way, right? Like you don't say the lies. Do not do not make a lie true by perpetuating it. Right? If you have the opportunity to be bold, speak the truth. Yep. Speak the truth from love. What is never loving is to not speak the truth. What's never loving is to let someone live in a lie. Yep. So they're just simple ways. Very simple ways. I mean, I, I've had so many people come up to me and tell me, you know, talk, talk to me about, uh, 
some of the posts that I put on Facebook saying, yeah, I just wish I could say that. And the, the idea is that you, you can say that. And if you're convicted to say it, you absolutely should say it. Because there's a lot of people that don't actually say the really good things that they know to be true. And, and that's, that's a real big problem. It's a real big problem. And, and I, it, it's a problem that they're scared to. There's a problem in the larger culture that where there's a there's an idea that if I say this, something bad will happen to me. That's just ridiculous. That's crazy that that exists in a free society. Or is it a free society? But anyway, <laughs> uh, next podcast. Um, <laughs> too, but, too many in line. Can't but so it's a shame that they feel that way. But additionally, um, they should be able. You should be able to say those things and. If, if God is convicting you of saying something and you do not say it, you are violating your conscience and what God is actually calling you to do. Amen. And, and in that way, you, you are living the lie that our culture wants you to live, not living in the truth and righteousness that God would call you to live. In. Amen. And we want to live in that righteousness. And you know what? If you're living alone and you're not part of a local body who's all going the same direction, of course you feel scared to share. You, you're living in isolation. You think that you're... You, no soldier wins a war alone. Mm. Um, Amen. So, so get connected. Get to a church. All right. <clears throat> that, I think that's. I think that's it for tonight. That's our catch up. I'm sorry, a little long, but hey, um, we'll get. That's better three at months. This. That's <laughs> get better at this. It was three months to catch up on. Fair enough. Yeah, get over yourselves. I feel you don't have to listen to it. Put it, put it on one point two speed, and you'll catch up in no time. Um, but that I I think we can I think we can safely sign off with this. What do yeah. you think? No, I, I I feel comfortable with it. I mean, there's always so much more to say, and you know, even more topics that have come out of this. And I'm just looking at my notes and seeing Schumer in the word erection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget to check out that video. It'll show be, notes. The link will be in the show notes, and uh, you can hear that for yourselves. But yeah, so expect expect content to be coming to you this year. Uh, expect it more regularly. Expect it to be bold because we need people who are bold for the truth get out there find a church get involved all right do these things look if you got pushback if you don't if you disagree if you're if you're like what is this christian crap you keep talking about look comment say something all right facebook messages do it do something goodness gracious we're on gab go on gab make say something but don't just sit there and be like oh these guys are crazy engage with the content Engage with the engage with good reasonable dialogue, right? And if you do agree and you're not in a church, shame on you. Get in a church. Ooh. Love the body of Christ. Hey, hey, we'll we'll help you. We'll help you. We're here. We we got your back. You got a question? You tell me where you live. I'll start looking for some churches. Yep. So uh, definitely be bold in twenty twenty one and as always, seize, seize the, the faith. faith.